Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Biz for Good Show. Welcome, I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Bilkington. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ryan Bilkington. Give him a hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, 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 Ryan. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I am so excited about the show today. It is going to be rocking amazing. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to shoot milk out of our nose. Oh, PRP. Okay, you're going to go there. Wow, you're going to immediately go to P. Okay, all right. Secretly. The challenge is on for our guests to uh, come out of the closet. Your closet peer? Only cool if you pee your pants on this episode. (laughs) Only cool if you pee your pants. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Ryan, tell us about the show. Oh, it'll be an honor (laughs) since we started that way. Yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Biz for Good Show. We are privileged to be sitting down with Jason Hewlett and the topic of this. The Jason Hewlett, ladies and gentlemen, jasonhewlett.com. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> sure it's not .net? <laughs> no, I looked. It's .com. I got okay. this one. Okay. Right? Totally. <laughs> Thank you. That's my new <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Oh, oh, we're oh, well, we're gonna go off the rails so quick. I can already tell. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, the topic of today's show is though, what type of promise breaker are you? What type of time of what, what type? type of promise breaker are you? <laughs> See, I like to repeat everything that Ryan says because it's just fun. It's Ryan, Ro- Ryan rocks. It's good. Ryan rocks. Ryan is awesome. Ryan is awesome. <laughs> anyway, he just builds my egos. When he... Ryan is a genius. Ryan is. Wait a minute. What? Well, you are. I tell I tell people all the time. Ryan's a he is a graphical branding <laughs> genius, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That's right. That's right. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to the guest here. Um, having delivered thousands of presentations over te- two decades, Jason Hewlett is the only speaker in the world teaching leadership in performance of uncanny musical and comedy impressions, utilizing the legends of stage. The promise, become a legendary leader and discover your signature moves. Inducted in the prestigious Speaker Hall of Fame, his talks inspire leadership from the perspective of a promise while giving attendees an engaging entertaining and educational experience all in one yeah i did it i made it i can't believe you didn't do a sound effect oh yeah gosh man (laughs) tip tom jelly too love it jason thank you so much for being on the show Uh, we have got to do a Google, ch- I, I think a Google challenge is in order for Jason. A Google challenge? Don't you think? I mean, we have to. 
Sure. What sure. is this? What's a Google challenge? <laughs> so what we didn't talk to you about this because no. we like to like throw stuff out just sometimes. So we would sometimes we have our guests pit themselves against Google. Are you up for the challenge? Yeah, sure. Let's try it. What's up? <laughs> we gotta we, we gotta do that part. Oh, oh. You want me to do this before we do Google, Google challenge? It would work. Okay. I mean, well, I could be wrong. The Biz for Good Show is a fun and powerful podcast experience. Sharing stories of hope, passion, and the true secret to success. The connections we make by loving. Yes, that's right. Loving and being good. There is so much bad noise in the world. It is time to rise against the noise and flood the world with the good. The Biz for Good Show is not just a podcast. It's a movement. All right, find us on all Instagram, Instas, and Twitterites, and Facebookians, and all them beautiful, wonderful places out there. And of course, in all your favorite podcast streaming things. Uh, of course, you're listening to this, so you probably know your podcast streaming. Share thing. it with your friends. Yeah, share, share it with, with the your ones friends. you love. Absolutely. Okay, it is time to get crazy. Crazy. Cool, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna walk away right. and go, hashtag cool crazy cool crazy it's crazy and cool mixed together so i like you. it i like it. it's good <laughs> what happened to what happened to our stuff man you, you did google challenge we're doing. Oh, oh we're doing the google challenge well first we need a question a lot of times we go with the with the title of the show as the question for google are you up for that yeah yeah let's do it you know what's funny i don't have google on my machine anymore what are you talking about? Let's try it again. Bing. Bing. That's kind of weird. Okay, we're just going to do it. Okay, what is it? How many promises do you break? Yeah, you can do that. Or what uh, type of promise breaker are you? What yeah. type of promise breaker are what you? I went to school and got Okay, so this is how this is going to work. He's going to he's going to search here. He's going to pull that in into Google. And then we're not going to go to the first page cuz that that's where everybody goes. I mean, that's lame. We're not going to go to the second page because, you know, that's just about like the first page. But we will go to the third page and see what Google has to say about the title. Ah. And then and then you will either rebuff or agree with Google and have your own opinion about what it says. Wow, okay. Cool. Reminds me of that what old joke about where to hide a dead body? You remember that one? <laughs> second page of Google, man. Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah, the third page third is page, yeah. which is like the eternal darkness. No one's ever been to this page. Okay, what does it say? Okay, we got forty-seven quotes about promise breakers. Oh, that sounds pretty good. That sounds good. It's for should, yoga. Should, oh, it's for yoga. <laughs> yeah, click on it, dude. You got to click on it. it it's, but it's, it's but the, since we've updated our equipment here. It actually went to Bing, so oh, that's weird. We're gonna beat Bing. We're gonna Bing it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, you should have just not said anything. Nobody would have known the difference. But oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bing challenge today. <laughs> uh, Microsoft, if you're listening, is, you know, they were you giving you some Bing. Good, yeah. What is this? Why is this a TED Talk video? Integrity is one of the greatest qualities to foster in life. Having the ability to keep promises and stick to what you say. Hey. These quotes about promise breakers capture what happens when you do not follow through and break the hearts of others. Oh, wow. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Promises are only as strong as the person who gives them. Promises make 
debt and debt makes promises. What does that mean? Promise makes debt. Let's skip that one. (laughs) (laughs) Did you understand what that's saying? Well, yeah. I mean, if if you have uh, if you have agreed to do something, then you have a debt. Then you have a debt. Sure. So there's your that's that's the definition of that. I think. Yeah, that makes total sense. When he says it, it makes complete sense. (laughs) It's good to have a professional on the show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Promises may fit the friends, but non. Performance will turn them into enemies. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Promise may fit the friends. But these are pretty deep. Ent- okay, let's go through some arts. These are really deep, but let's see if we can get some shallow things or something. <laughs> shallow. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have a feeling they're all going to be pretty Some hardcore. people will leave you soon, no matter how. But it's not the ending of your story. It's just the ending of their role in their your story because life goes on and you should just expect damage from others <laughs> wow did i just and read that then the podcast was over <laughs> everyone that was listening is like i'm out of here yay <laughs> this is Bing. no thank you we're never doing being again so we gotta figure this out <laughs> They're um, on they're on Stitcher. They're looking around like there's got to be something else on here. What is? <laughs> wow! All right, great quote. Some promises are better left unsaid. Yeah. I think that one actually works. That's right. Oh man. <laughs> okay, how are we gonna do this? This is a little hard because how's he supposed to? Uh, should we pick one and mm. and just have have uh, Jason uh, philosophize around it? Oh yeah, sure. Well, what are you doing? I, we can't see anything. You got to scroll through this baby. Okay. Oh, hey there. Take a minute for well being with Santa Claus. Was that Santa Claus or yeah, Socrates? Yeah, Who was that? I think it's Santa Claus with a turban. Santa turban. <laughs> Santa turban. Santa for Christmas. Can I get a turban? <laughs> well, I only have this one color. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. You a giant bing in your stocking. Go, <laughs> <No>, Santa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, we're going to pick one of these, and we're just going to let you roll with it. All right. Okay. So. Uh, are we trying to disprove it, or are we trying to just, prove what, what this was point, we it? We kind of lost the whole concept. <laughs> I'm still confused. Since we bailed on Google, went to bing, and then Santa showed up with the turban. Well, I am confused. <laughs> I, uh, this is this is in the history of the show. We've never went off the rails like this with the Google. Ch- it's always been so simple. Okay, <sighs> sorry. Uh, it's because there's oh. okay. Mm. Eggs and oats are easily broken. <laughs> we're oats. just gonna we're just gonna move on. Oh no 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 no! We did it. No, we can't. Eggs and oats. No, it's not. Are oats. you reading it's it like oats. you're? Like you're some kind of old 40s singer. Like, Eggs and oats. Come on, youths. Hey, I need both of you two youths over here. No, it's the eggs and oats. No. Eggs and oats. It's oaf. eggs and oats. Oats. Like an oaf. Can you uh, see that from over there? Not really. I don't have my glasses on. So, yeah, no, I can read it. Eggs and oats are easily broken. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's... That's true in the sense that if you have the egg in hand, you're 
you're potentially cracking that. Sure, that makes sense. Oaths, oaths are even more breakable, I think. And here's the more problem. breakable than oaths. Oh yeah. yeah, because they're more precious. And so when we think about the oaths that we've made in our lives, right? The way that we've said, I will do this or I'll do that. It's really just our word that's easily breakable. And so, yeah, an oath is more breakable than an egg. You know, if you think about an egg, I was thinking about this when I was carrying it in the other day from the car. I'm carrying in a, like a carton of 48 or whatever it was. And I thought, this has gotten so far <laughs> from the chicken to the, or the hen to the to the you know manufacturer to the through the farmer rolled down some kind of conveyor rolled down belt. a belt it got into this space it went to this now it's at the store now we get it and we walk in the house and you drop an egg as you're sticking it in the next compartment <laughs> think about think about that how much that egg has been through now let's talk about our oaths mm. our oaths are just something simply that we say and we go hey i I make an oath or I, t I, I give a promise to make sure that I'll do this. And the next thing we know, boom, we have broken it. Whether it's to the people we love or the things that we've said we'll do in our business and, and most often with ourselves. So that's, yeah, I, I like that quote, actually. What do, I'm, what do we do? <laughs> if, if we're always going to break it and it's so hard, gosh, that seems tough. Is life honor hard? Honor your oaths. But is, is life hard? Honor that then? egg. Honor the egg. Honor the egg. Honor the <laughs> oath. But yeah, no, life is tough. I mean, that's just the point. Life is tough. We get, we we make we make promises left and right, and we are promise breaking type of people. And if we were not, the world would have way less problems. So that's why I think we're talking about this as the title of today. Yeah. The you know, the world is we full would of have promise less breakers. problems. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There wouldn't be a need for Police, there wouldn't be a need for, uh, you know, marriages falling apart. Hmm. Uh, wars would never happen. I mean, it's a it's a promise-breaking world we live in. So what kind of promise breaker are you? Or are you someone who keeps your promise? Do you make a reasonable promise and keep it? That's what oh. we should talk about. Yeah, we and we're going to. I used to have such a weird issue with promise. When I, when I was a kid, dude, I wouldn't. I would never promise ever no matter what i would like yeah i might do that or whatever but i would there was some weird connection i had with the word promise and i would not promise too strong of a commitment maybe yeah or? you know i was a pretty flighty colorful human being back in the early days and <laughs> i didn't have much responsibility or care and that promise word and then i got married to a powerful woman and then the world changed because she didn't take no take promise that. for anything. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I she changed it. my world. Uh, 24 years later, we're still together. It's a beautiful thing. But you know, Bobby, I think that most people are, men especially, they're uncomfortable with this word. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's important that I talk about it. Because I am a manly man. I have a beard. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah, drive I a Jeep. had a beard. I drive a Jeep. I got boots on. <laughs> I'm a manly man yeah. <laughs> talking about promises. Come on. So, yeah, we're we're not used to talking about this word. We've, in fact, changed it through the years to say instead of talking about promises, which God spoke of in the, you know, in the biblical terms and so forth. That was the first way he spoke to all of us. I make you a promise. If you do this, I'll do that. That's like the beginning of this whole commitment concept. 
we've whittled it down to goals, hmm. to our best attempts to do or do not. There is no try, oh. right? And so now we're in the... Hey, hey don't knock Yoda, though. I'm I love fan. Yoda. <laughs> but hey, and he was talking about that. He was like, hey, look, just do it. Keep a promise. That's what he was saying. Yeah. But in his cool way. So are we setting a goal or are we making a promise? Because, you know, a goal, if you miss it, you just set another one. But we still kind of celebrate like, yeah, I almost got my goal. But if you make a goal <laughs> or if you make a promise and break it, then you have a problem. Broken. Right. It's broken. Trust. Like this an is, egg. This is heavy duty. It's heavy. This is deep, dude. I'm going on a roller coaster ride right okay. now. Okay, well, let's let's get Ooh. into the interview. Okay, okay, let's, right, let, right. we're gonna get serious now. The All right, serious. Okay, it's not gonna be that serious. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into this here. Okay, you know the only problem with when I do the the, the show thing, it I I'm all over the place. <clears throat> So let's ask you the first question. The question we love to ask folks, to the whole point of being on the Business for Good show is we believe in the business model of being good and doing good. That that if you if you really want to grow and you want to be better and you want to have people trust to do business with you, you just focus on what good you can do with them. Is there a time that you could tell us when that mattered to you or when that happened or, or something that in your in your head that you could tell us about? why that matters to you. Well, I think it comes back to this concept of what are you willing to give and for what reason? And so if you're only willing to give in order to get, then you have an issue because you often will not get something in return. And so if you're willing to give just to give, then that's the best reason. Does that make sense? If you're willing to give give just to give... Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an the epitome of what today is with 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 yeah. with all of the social media and everything out there and, and, and every marketing plan it, coming from a business background uh you try and figure out the best way to manipulate that group. And if that means I got to go this way and say this this way, then I do that. It's not that I care about it, it's not that I mean it or that I believe in it, it's that somebody has told me or I've seen that that is the best way to manipulate this section of people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's very well said. And I think that that's where we become these promise-breaking business owners or business people in the sense of how can I manipulate the the following or the tribe that I have in order to follow everything that I'll do and I'll say because it'll benefit me. Now, what if we just said to ourselves – I'm going to do good just because I do good. And that was a early on for me, the way my business started. I had a mentor who was my Yoda and his name is Chris Polis. And Chris was uh, 70 plus years old when I met him in my early twenties. And he had been retired from showbiz for years already. And he said, you know, here's how you create your, your show, your your message, your, uh, here's how you get events and get to perform and speak. And we'll do this in front of all these groups. And I remember saying, well, how much am I going to get paid? And he said, well, how much do you really need to live? And I thought, well, I never thought about it that way. Like I thought I was going to be a millionaire and famous. And he said, let's think of the philosophy of that. How much are you willing to live at in order to still do good for the whole world? Does it matter how much you make? in order to be giving back the gifts that God already gave you. And I was like, whoa, I like that, you know? And so that became my sort of my mantra for my entire career was to say, how can I give so much that, you know, I can do the good that needs to be done? 
eventually it does come back to us if we are willing to do that much good. And so the first many events that I did were all birthday parties and events that, uh, you know, speaking to youth groups and Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts and then the beauty pageants for the girls and did everything, the county fairs and, and birthday parties and weddings and, and funerals. I remember playing a piano for a funeral. I mean, just wherever I could spread good is what it was about. And so to answer your question, a story about a time I remember doing good and being good. It made a difference to me when I realized that that was my path that I would be serving Remember, my dad came to me and he said, I want you to come and perform your show because I started as an entertainer doing a one man show of comedy and music and impressions. And he said, I need you to do your show for my friend in Montana and living in Salt Lake City, Utah. I thought, well, okay, that's eight hour drive to Montana. My dad wanted me to drive to Montana, do my show for an hour for this guy's 50th birthday party. And then I drove back home. I remember thinking how disappointed I was in myself as I was driving there, feeling sorry for myself at the beginning of my career, thinking, I'm now driving all this way for this guy I don't even know for a birthday party I don't really care about. (laughs) I didn't know this person, Mm -hmm. but I went and did his party. I did 100% because that's what I do when I'm on stage. And then I drove back home and I thought nothing's going to come of that other than I just did good. That's all I did. And you guys, what happened next was fascinating because that man then became an advocate for me. He, his name is Bill and Bill called me and he said, Hey, thanks for doing my birthday party. Uh, Did you know what I do for business? I said, no. He said, I'm in the oil industry. Next thing I know, oil industry turns into my first industry where I made my living as a performer because he led me to the Western Petroleum event. And the next thing I knew, I was standing in front of the owners of Sinclair Oil Company, the the, uh, Earl and Carol Holding family that owns Sinclair Oil Company in Utah and has, you know, gone nationwide. Well, they also owned a lot of ranches and hotels And I became their personal performer that they took everywhere around the country in their G4 or G5, whatever Gulfstream it was. They flew my wife and I around. That's That's a jet. jet. (laughs) I thought this was corporate. I thought this was a corporate, like, this is normal. (laughs) Not normal. Gold seatbelts. Two Air Force One retired pilots putting booties over your shoes so you don't soil the carpet as you walk onto this Gulfstream jet. And they flew us around the country. This is just how it happened. This This is is how how it happened. So easy. (laughs) And then I did gig after gig after gig for this Holdings family changed my life, started my career, all because I did good, being good. That's how it made a difference to me, was that it launched my career. But it all comes back to the guy who helped me realize, Chris Polis, why are you doing the good? And so if you're just going around doing good, eventually things come back, whether whether we believe it will or not. But if we go in intentionally thinking, I'm only going to do this in order to get the gig. Doesn't work. Doesn't happen. Yeah. And especially nowadays, we know when people are full of crap. We we can feel it when somebody's not genuine. You, you, you said something great. Uh, you know, we talk about Zig Ziglar all the time. People don't realize Zig Ziglar never got paid a dime 
over 3,000 times he performed and never got paid. Before really? Before he started getting paid. Zig oh, Ziglar. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so when we, if you think uh, you're, 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 you're becoming this thing and you're going to get a lot of money really, really quickly, sometimes we've got to pay the dues and, and do what it takes. I did not know that about Zig Ziglar. But, you know, as long as we're going about doing good, we're in a world right now of these, these wolves in sheep clothing, and it's getting worse on social media. You know, these, oh they're, they're thumping their chest. They're pushing you into a, like into a fire or drowning you in the water. There are better ways to commit to something, in my opinion. Now it's, it's fine if that's what you need. You can go be a Navy SEAL. That's great. And, and I admire the heck out of anyone that's willing to go that far. But be careful of the, of the quote-unquote guru who has a disaster in their real life but is forcing you to go in a direction that they have no idea how to truly live a great life by just being good and doing good. They're actually just trying to get your money. They're just trying to rip your soul open because they already see the vulnerability that's happening. And so how do we choose those people that are the true uh, promise makers that actually keep their promise to us? How do we? Where Where are they? Yeah. Do, do you have some insight? Because because you're, I, I'm a hundred percent. You go on any social media and you scroll down any of it, and the ads and stuff. It's so annoying, blatantly <laughs> grabbing at the heartstrings of folks that that just are don't have they they don't know what they want or they know that they want something different and they play on that. How do we know? When somebody's real. I mean, I, I think I under, no, but what, what's your Jason's take? My take is I, I know these people and I've studied their lives. And at times I go, why are they teaching that? Is that even an option? You know, it's not to say that someone needs to be perfect. No way. And some of these guys will, you know, strip away everything and say, I'm not perfect, but still come and do this and be crazy and spend all this money that actually results in nothing except for less money. And so I know many people that have paid $20,000 to do some thingy and never got any kind of ROI at all from that 20,000 promise. That's right. And so the question comes down to, uh, you know, what are you willing to do in order to get to the root cause? Because all they're doing is a bandaid. I mean, as cliche as that sounds. And uh, I've I've been chewing on my message of the promise for a couple of years now and trying to figure out, is it self-help? You know, is it just improvement or is it actually not improvement? It's rather consistency. Maybe that's it. Maybe we come to a level of neutrality where we discover in ourselves, this is as good as I will be. Can I deliver that for myself every single day? Hmm. Wow. As opposed to this, uh, there's this guy named Sven Brinkman. He's a philosopher in Denmark. Brilliant dude. And he's, he's questioning that he's saying, this is where I, this is where I started thinking about it recently. I thought, you know, self-help, is it really improving us? Or are we just still just cycling through this mud? And well, there's you, nothing any. There's nothing really new. There's nothing either. new. The secret's not a secret, man. No. David uh, or James Allen was talking about it in 1890 with uh, as, as a man, a man thinketh, think. and right. and Wallace Waddle was talking about it in 1910. I mean, this stuff is not new stuff. 
It's just regurgitated. And we're not saying it's bad to study it or consider it or read it, but here's what's bad. When all you do is read it and then feel bad about yourself, that's a really bad thing because then you read it and you go, I should be doing a million things. I I have no action. I hate myself. Now self-help becomes self-destruction. So how do we create it so that we say, how can I consistently keep a promise to myself on a daily basis in different aspects of my life? It's not to say that you're not improving. It's to say that you've consistently done something the way that you should every single day. It, it, it comes down to what we hear over and over again. And I talk about it all the time. It's, it's one word, two letters. Do. Oh, I was going to say something else. Do. D-O. <laughs> you got to take action. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you study, how much you think, unless you take some kind of an action and you continue to take that action, your life isn't going to change. Never going to change. So, right. What were you going to say, right? You look like you're ready to yeah, go, man. Yeah, yeah. Very studious over here. I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, I, I, I am making notes mentally. Um, I, I haven't been saying in my household lately, uh, progression, not perfection. That's kind of been my mantra. Because it uh, seems like you try to shoot the, you try to be, per, just you never live up to that. But if you can go progress, uh, today I did a little bit better than yesterday. Right? Totally. Yeah. A little bit better than yesterday. Right. But each person might say, you know, uh, one person might say, well, that's a cop-out for, (laughs) you know, like they might say, that's a cop-out for living a mediocre existence. Right. Okay. Well, whatever your definition is of it. But my question is, how can you consistently commit to something? That's it. I love it. Just commit to that one thing. Even if it's like, to, tonight I'm not going to binge watch Netflix. That's my commitment today. Mm-hmm. So that I can then what? It'll trickle down into wake up earlier. And I'll probably sleep better. And I'll probably have a better relationship with my family. And I'll, oh yeah, I'll remember that one promise that I made that I would read my scriptures or have my devotional in the morning first. Rather than jumping right to my email inbox and my social media. And so how do we continue that that commitment, progression? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and I think it helps, or at least for me. I know when I make commitments, and I, I call them being accountable, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely very, very similar. Uh, I like to have accountability partners that I, that I, you know, tell them this is what I'm doing. So, so when I when I tell it to other people, it seems like. That holds me even more accountable because now it's just in, not in my brain and I can go, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever. But when there's other people, I, I know when I tell my wife I'm an accountability person, I, I get to know when I'm not being accountable. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and, and it's a beautiful thing to, to have other people assisting with your promise. Totally. I, I don't know if that that's a thing, but I just I, I love it. I shout it from the rooftops. Uh, this is my commitment. This is what I'm doing because I, I, I'm a little more motivated to do it when other people know now that I've made that commitment. Well, yeah. And uh, having accountability partners, a mastermind, you name it, even telling your, you know, your coworkers what your plan is so that they can be like, hey, remember you said that? 
a lot of the time a promise that we make is something we've forgotten and that's what Nietzsche said and when he I mean he's a controversial philosopher but the point is is that he said you know we forget the promises and the commitments we have made and so if we're even just able to remember them alone that gets us further along than the person who makes the promise and forgets it and so if I'm saying to myself with my accountability partner hey I promise to do that they can remind us that's wonderful the other th the other level I feel is the commitment to self and so what is your promise to yourself? And that's just writing it down in a journal, perhaps. I was going to ask if that was a thing. Yeah, the journal, the journal, promise journal is what it's about, in my opinion. Mm. And my friend, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, talks about how willpower does not work. We have got to come back to this place of journaling and looking and making sure that we remember over and over again. And, uh, and so that's what I've been doing, and it's made a huge difference. So it's not just a journal. You actually write down your promises. Oh, totally. Oh, and I look at them. They're right in the front of my journal. And it's not like a goal either. This isn't because you've already... Well, no, a goal has a deadline. I mean, if I say, here's my goal, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to hit that goal. A goal is an attempt. A goal is something we're, we're shooting for that has, a, has an end zone, if you will, right? Like in the sport. But a promise is like an eternal goal. It's a sacred goal. It's an unbreakable goal. A promise is a is is a the highest level of commitment that we that we commit to, right? And so we can't we can't break our promise or else we like actually shatter the egg if we go back to that quote. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it feels like and every time you say the word promise, it almost feels like a holy thing to you. I mean, every time you say it, I feel in your energy and everything that it's like this holy, sacred, connected, sacred thing for you. Is that is that true? Because it sure feels that way every time you say it. Totally true. And I, I, I preach this as if I'm a messenger from another place rather than just a speaker speaking about something that I think is cool. This comes from a very sacred place of being a person that says, how many promises have I broken? And how much better could the lives around me have been had I been that person that made and kept a promise every time? I know I've failed a lot more than I've made it happen. And so I think that's why I'm a messenger of it. I feel very much Saul to Paul with mm. this message. Wow. Well, you're living it. We can feel that from you already. Uh, are you going to ask him a question, Ryan? I mean, we no, I'm waiting. just soaking this in. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting to use that sound effect thing. Yeah. He's like, what is it going to be funny? Yeah. I thought I, this was going to be get, funny. We got, uh, we got this one. <laughs> the cat? I never understood that sound effect. It just says cat. Is that oh. what you think of when you click on a cat? Oh, totally. I remember the calico cat. That was my first <laughs> my first performance my, I ever made my dad laugh was I think it was in seventh grade and we were at the the school I was at they did the calico cat which I don't remember the whole the whole way it went but when the the recitation of our poem was going as a class I was reserved to do that the cat and they thought that I was just gonna go and then the calico cat said and I went meow right they thought I was gonna say meow <laughs> I prepared much further for this. I was gonna, I was gonna throw caution to the wind, and so when it came my turn, they said, "And the calico cat says," and I went. 
<laughs> and my dad fell out the door laughing. I'll never forget it. That was my first. I killed my dad laughing. That was a big deal for me. We need to record that. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we need to record that. Oh, wait a minute. We have nine cameras and 70 microphones. We need to get that on film. <laughs> you guys. Ooh. I, I just randomly wait. pick a cat. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. You that is going awesome. to the Calico Cat story. There are no accidents. That's hey. beautiful. We needed to hear that story. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if this is a question right now because we've. <laughs> <laughs> We've been so good. Like We've what? been off on our in our own little world. See, <laughs> listeners know that that we usually we kind of have a format, but um, we somewhat follow it. We'll stick so. to it. <laughs> what is your commitment to a biz for good life? I'm pretty sure you, you got this handle. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can answer it if you want to, but I mean, we we kind of figure you probably anyway. you probably have this it's in the been bag. going all right. No, here's the thing: I I make a living doing something that most people think is very simple. I make a living as a speaker. Yeah, everybody can do that. Anybody Get up can. And I can talk. Okay, well, good. <laughs> so. I make a living for the last, what, 18, 19 years on stage. And I've, I was told from the very beginning, you must charge this certain amount to have it be worth, you know, what it will be. And so I have been very fortunate to make a good living at it. That's been wonderful. But what most people don't realize is that where some speaker coaches or trainers or even the industry will suggest never do anything for free it either has to be your full fee or nothing i have a different philosophy and this is my commitment to biz for good life every gig that i get every event i speak at whether uh, when i'm paid my full fee or a partial fee i will always do a free event opposite the one paid and so i do one to one my entire career Really? So if I do 50 events that are paid this year, I will do 50 free ones. Now, will people that listen to this take advantage of this? I don't. Unfortunately. I don't know. Maybe they will. It's okay. I need to share this with your audience because even my peers had no idea I was doing this. Because I have peers that are doing very well and they're like, oh, man, I only donate one gig a year. And I'd say, well, good for you. That's a good thing to do. At least you did one, right? My, my thought is God sends me all of the work. He's given me the gifts anyway. So my promise is to make sure to give back to the people that could never afford it. But I just now have to choose who I'm going to give that to. So if it's just anybody coming along asking, I can't justify every single request. So I have my different my different uh, organizations I devote to Boy Scouts of America, the, uh, the church I belong to the, uh, the women's groups that are in need. Uh, I have the U S military. Like they asked me, Hey, will you come to Afghanistan and perform for us? I said, I would love to 2014. That was the middle of the war. I went there for three weeks with some other peers 
changed my life. But it was three weeks of freebies. And so that's a, that's a wonderful blessing. It blessed me way more than it did those people that were there. And so my commitment to Biz for Good Life is every time I get paid, someone else will be blessed because I'll be performing or speaking at that event that never could have afforded it. And so that's my commitment to it. Wow. Bam. Dropped. Dropped. <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> drop these mics, but we'll find another They're pretty mic. sturdy. They're pretty yeah, I can't drop this. <laughs> I can't drop this. I can't drop Oh, don't tap the table. <laughs> don't yeah. smack the table. <laughs> right <laughs> Kit Kat drop. <laughs> 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 I love it. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being with us. This, this has been so, so cool. We got a few more questions. Uh, it, it's just, uh, thank you. I just, thank you. I just want to say thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And ask you a question. Do it. What, um, what kind of gold nugget could you give our listeners or a call to action, something that, that you feel the listeners could, could use to take away from this interview? I would say the most important thing you need to do is identify what your goals are versus your promises. So I, I do talk about it and say, why set a goal when we can make a promise? But I'd like you to consider identifying your promises today. So what are those for you? Because let's say I have, let's say I have the goal to, uh, or the, you know, the goal to be a better dad, let's just say. Okay. So what does that goal look like? I, I am, am more present with my kids. I'm interested in helping them with their homework. I, I show up. I mean, what are the different goals that you set? Because you still need to set goals because goals are particulars, but promises are your proclamations. Mm -hmm. And so consider what your proclamation promise would be as a better dad. In this case, I would say, I set the goals to when my kids come into the room, I'm going to set a goal that I'm going to put my phone down rather than, you know, not be present. And so how can I go from just a goal of being a better dad to making the promise that I'll be the kind of dad that any kid would want to have? That becomes my proclamation. And so identifying between your goals and your promises and then identify exactly what those could be. Clarify it with somebody that means a lot to you and then magnify it. So the process is identify, clarify, magnify. If your listeners will consider the identify, clarify, magnify of what their promise is, then identifying it for themselves, clarifying it with the person it's going to affect, and then ma magnifying it is keeping your promise. That's, that's a golden nugget or tip I would give your listeners. Awesome. That's a good nugget. It's a good nugget. <laughs> Cause yeah, when my kids are like, "Daddy, you know, do the do the dinosaur." I mean, I could be like, "Well, I'll I'll give him what I got," cause I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, you know, I could I could pretend, or I can go all in. It's my choice. Is this is my promise? My promise is to be the kind of dad that any kid would want to have. So now, if the kids say do the raptor, I'm like, I'm all in. I'm a hundred percent. That's my promise to my kids. So I'm like, and then I'm running around like, chase them around. And they're like, no, daddy. I'm like, I'm going for it. Now I'm the kind of dad that any kid would want to have, right? That's my promise proclamation. I'm not just like, I set a goal to be funny today with my kids. You don't have enough energy to do that. 
You need to make an unbreakable promise to yourself that when they request it, you go for it. hundred percent. I love it. Wow. I'm like, uh, you know, not always do I like not have words and stuff. (laughs) Bobby? Not have words? It's so cool. I'm just in awe. It's just cool. It's just good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Let's. Well, I would say, you know, that the question we had is kind of like, let's talk about the promise thing. But we kind of been talking about the promise thing yeah. a little bit. Is there the title of the show is, um, un, you know, your how many what type promises of promise? have you broken? Yeah. And, and why? T- my first thought is, gosh, that depresses me. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, oh crap geez, i broke a promise think, uh, i if i can think of, i mean I, I i love my family i love my wife so much and it just seems like i, I screw up all the time and and i'm just like oh, not again why why did i come home late and i didn't i didn't text and say i was coming home late and, and, and why did, it would have take two seconds to have showed that i gave in a crap and i i so it's depressing. So I'm, I'm. Uh, how do I get undepressed about that? Don't be depressed. First of all, <laughs> Ta-da! there's your magical motivation for today. Zig Ziglar didn't get paid three thousand times to come up with that one. <laughs> Here's the thing: we're gonna break promises all the all the time. People that mean a lot to us, to ourselves the most, though, and so. The, the question comes down to uh, how can we not be depressed about that? I would just say, <laughs> I would just say set, little, set little promises for yourself that are co- totally accomplishable. Meaning, you know, wh- wh- what's my promise to be focused for the next 10 minutes? Even, oh, even there. Can I focus for 10 minutes and not check my phone? Or can I go to lunch with two friends and not have my phone sitting on the table and not have it, not check it. Like these kind of things seem so basic, but really that starts to change your ability to be present with the people that you're around. And so a promise is being present, a promise is giving 100%, a promise is just being fully where you are. So like if you have a problem with texting and driving, that's a real thing. I mean, all you have to do is be at a stoplight and look around. Those people, yeah, but technically, they're not driving if they're in a stoplight. They're not driving, yeah. And hey, we all do this, right? And so, you know what? The next time you think about it, you go, I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't do this. But I'm also making a promise to humanity that I won't kill everyone around me. <laughs> yes, I mean, really, it's absolutely. a big deal. So can I, can I make the promise to set the phone down on the passenger seat and just drive? Can I not just be fully present in that moment? And guess what? You're going to mess up and you're going to remember what we talked about here and just set the phone back down. Make a new promise. Say, I will not do that while I drive. Isn't isn't that kind of the key, I guess, is that you continue to put it in your face. That's right. So you can remember. Remember. Because that's the key. That's that's why you do the journaling. Uh, that's why we talk to other people about my promises or our promises or your promises. Because it keeps us top of mind. That's right. And I think that about personal development isn't personal development. We know most of that. I mean, innately, we know, you know, talk positive and positive things happen or or, or whatever. But but when it's put in our face, we we recognize it and realize it. And then 
are, are able to use it more. That's right. And just consistently do what we know we ought to do. And um, I talk about not only the promises that we make, but also the importance of discovering our signature moves. And oh, I yeah. think that every everyone has signature moves. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has the signature move. I mean, that's the reason we like the artists and the music that we like. If not, we wouldn't listen to different artists. We would just listen to the same, you know, I like Bob Dylan. Well, hey, everybody, I'm Bob Dylan. And what if he sounded like everybody? That would be sad, uh-huh. you know. It, but you like to listen to the different sounds of the different voices. You've got Bob Dylan, hey, everybody. And then you got the Bee Gees. Well, you can't tell by the way I sing this song. I'm a woman's man, but not for long. <laughs> and then you got the, and then you got Axl Rose. Wow, wow, sweet child of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got Louis Armstrong. God, these skies are blue, clouds are white. How about Ozzy Osbourne? I'm going to do that one. <laughs> no. I want to hear Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Riding yeah. off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> so here's the thing. Everyone has their signature voice, right? Yeah, they do. So true. How Taylor Swift, do that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's amazing so here's what i want you to think about what is your signature move what is your signature voice if you were in concert what would be your hit song and everyone wants to see that from you everyone wants to receive it that's if you don't do it you've broken a promise to your audience and so when I talk about my signature moves, I show faces. And the listeners won't see this, but hopefully the people viewing will see it. I found out when I was little that I could move my face in a certain way. I could control the upper lip and then the bottom lip and then, and then my eyebrows. I could do all these things at the same time. And now the question is, do I hide it or do I share it? How many people said that was attractive? None. But does it make you laugh? Yes. So do I share it? Yes. That's my promise. So if you're thinking to yourself, ah, I'm breaking promises all the time, I say to you, hey, figure out that which makes you unique and make sure to do it every single day. Just like you've created this podcast. Just like you guys are doing something that most people think it would be cool to do a podcast. I have a voice. I have thoughts. I could invite guests. Well, You guys are already delivering on your promise just by doing what we're doing right now. And so how are we making sure to continually share our gifts, our strengths, our talents, our signature moves? That's your promise. You're already living it. Your listeners and your viewers are already doing it. And so just continue to do it. Continue consistency, commitment. Continue. It's not that bad. Not that bad? bad? No. Not that bad. I, in high school, I was known for putting my fist in my mouth. What? Yeah. And the girls weren't t- turned on by it, though. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know if you found that, but yeah, the I ladies understand. thought, oh, yeah, that is really funny. Yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with you, but it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate. <laughs> but that, you know what? Hmm. I used to do the same kind of stuff, and they would they would go, that is so weird. But at the same time, what makes me weird makes me unique, you. makes me the leader I am, makes me makes me extraordinary. Absolutely, that's in this in this world, all we have is is who we are. 
And being real to other people is the only way to get above the noise. That's right. That's right. And, and it isn't about what somebody else tells you you need to do. It's about you finding out in your heart what makes you the most amazing Eunice in the universe that you are. There you go. And I thank like you that. for Eunice. That Eunice. That. <laughs> Eunice. It's better than unique. <laughs> Eunice, though, isn't that a lady in the South? Yo, Eunice! Eunice, get over here! Give me, I will wait on this table. I need some more coffee, Eunice! <laughs> The problem with yeah, the problem is most people think they have to find it in themselves, and often we don't see it. We can't tell. We can't see what we've got. We just think, well, everyone else has stuff, and I don't have anything. And so yeah. that that's where the identify, clarify, magnify comes in. Clarify it with others. Hey, what is it that makes me unique? What do you think is my signature? It's what they talk about when you leave the room. You know, are you the person that that leaves light? Or that creates darkness. I mean, you know, is the light you shine, the light that you receive? And so so think about it. What are you delivering? Wow. What are you sharing to the world? Absolutely. It's your signature moves. I love it. We're well, going to throw Jason, down some moves. Oh, this has been so cool. And, and, I, and I feel like we could totally... You guys are moving. That's so good. <laughs> You're rocking it out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, uh, we could... I, I just feel like you're you're just amazing, and we could just hang out with you all night. And uh, but uh, we do have to wrap it up. <laughs> I, 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 I could just hang out, and yeah, oh, man. we could just do sounds all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goat. <laughs> why, why, are we, why are we doing this for the whole show? <laughs> Yeah, we should have been doing that. Yeah, that, uh, where was that that uh, whole time? What are you talking about? I, that was awesome. I love it. I love it. We got deep, we got shallow, we got all in between. I think it was great. It's like a sandwich. It was a sandwich. It was like a delicious yeah. sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so cool, so cool. Can, can tell us how, how can folks get a hold of Jason? How can they, you know, find you? I, I, I mean, all you gotta do is put Jason Hewlett in YouTube, and you'll laugh for me and my wife laugh for like two hours wow, one time. Just thank you, sitting there having fun with you. Well, I I do have a YouTube channel. It has uh, many views from my mother, and uh, so if you'd <laughs> like, my, to, <laughs> my mom's my biggest fan too. Yeah, if it. you'd like to click on those videos and watch them with your family, you can. They're G rated. They're family friendly and they're very, no very fun. No f bombs. <laughs> and and then uh, I would say the the place I like to connect with people the most lately is LinkedIn. And so that's how you and I talked yeah. was on LinkedIn, and I I'm very active there. Uh, Facebook, the other places I've kind of trailed off a bit because I like the LinkedIn platform the most. But I do have JasonHewlett.com. Hewlett spelled Jason like Hewlett. Hewlett Packard. Yeah, dot com. Not that that. And so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, here's the thing: if they wanted to take their phones and text the number two two eight two eight, they just text. Uh, they type in J H E like Jason Hewlett Entertainment. J H E two two eight two eight. Then they'll get you know messages in their inbox about the promise. And it just reminds them as to how they can keep the promise in their lives. There's funny videos, a download of my full act, 
You can get a, my ebook of signature moves. There's all kinds of things. And then my book, The Promise to the One, is coming out uh, early 2020. And then there will be others, the promise to the family, the promise to the audience, your clients, your customers, those types of things. So, yeah, we're rolling this out, man. All full it. steam ahead. Uh, you know, we, we were going to wrap this up, but this made me think of something, and, and I just have to ask. Uh, one of my favorite Facebook posts of yours, of course, is the big one that went, you know, where you were looking at your wife in the in the in the store. Yeah, it's such a powerful. I mean, I, I read. Was that like a year ago or that was four years ago? Four years ago. Holy that went crap. crazy viral. It was the it was led by some clickbait apparently that I didn't realize I had crafted so perfectly. <laughs> but the opening line was, "I'm embarrassed to admit, but I think I cheated on my wife today." <laughs> With my wife. And the, and the world went nuts over this post. Because I'm just looking at... I saw my wife at Target. I didn't know she was there. We went independent of each other to the store. I saw a beautiful blonde and went, whoa. And then I realized it was her. You know that split second thinking someone's attractive and then be like, oh, that's my wife. Holy God. And so instead of jumping up on the counter and be like, ah, I'm here. I just watched her and I just went, wow, what a great woman, you know. And, and all the post resolves to is this whole concept of a man looking at his wife with new eyes. And so I said, it's important to look at those that we love in our lives with fresh eyes to realize the light they are in our lives. And the world goes bonkers over this because it was the first time apparently that there had been anything kind of exposing vulnerability of a man saying, uh, I cheated on my wife, but it resolved into cheating with his own wife in the sense of you have to see the gratitude that you have for the person that you wake up next to every day. I love that. Yeah. I loved it. If you haven't seen it, it's out. It's out there all over still. It's on the Facebook uh, Jason Hewlett, the Entertainer page. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ryan, what do you think? We, we, it's we, been awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. My pleasure. You guys are awesome. Thanks for letting me be on. What a <laughs> thanks cool for coming time. to the studio. Yeah, too. thanks for coming we, to the studio. We have so much more fun in studio than doing remote stuff. We've I had, think I've done one other podcast in studio, and I do around five to six a week mm. podcast call-ins. Mm-hmm. I never come in, so this is this so is cool. so cool. Well, we're yeah, definitely privileged then. Thank you. I'll take a selfie here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll take do some a selfie. And, and we, get need on the you wall. To, we need you to sign the wall. I'll oh. sign under the Mark Eaton. Oh, yeah. perfect. Right. That'd be sweet. Love that guy. All right, You'll yeah. probably need a chair, but you're you're pretty tall. You might be able to do it. I'll need a chair to top his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't need a chair. He didn't need a chair. He needed to duck down. Yeah, yeah. He just looked at me funny when I asked him if he wanted a chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're gonna make goofy faces with the selfies. Mark wouldn't. He oh, wouldn't yeah, make, he wouldn't right. make a goofy no, no. face with. <laughs> He blocked that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. so funny. He's like, no, we're not going to do that. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> you could squash me with your hand. So we, 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 we. But he, he tried to take the selfie stick from me, and I said, no, no, I got this. Oh, yeah? Oh, he's trying to hold it way <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Like, no, no, man, it's the only job I got, man. Come on. I can, I can get you in there. I promise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, you going to take us out? Yeah. Explain um, how we do this. We always end the show with three hashtags. We get louder and crazy on the last one. So you'll 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 see. We'll say hashtag be, be good, good do good. good. Oh, you, you, and you, then we'll you, do it three you, times. Wait, okay, yeah, that's what you're. Yeah, that's what we're gonna say three times. Get crazy, louder, louder and louder. Be good, 
do, do good. good. Hashtag be good, do good. Three times. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be But louder. Okay. Here we go. It's, yeah. Here we go. Hashtag be, be good, good, do, do good. good. Hashtag be good, do good. good. Hashtag be good, do good. I knew that was going to end better. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.